Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to Dan's Miscellaneous Ramblings, episode 342. <clears throat> Today, we're going to be discussing the Dead Man's Switch. Originally, I was going to actually uh, discuss the Dead Man's Hand, which I actually will talk about for just a moment beforehand. But a Dead Man's Switch is simply a switch that is designed to be triggered if the person operating it becomes... Uh, incapacitated such as through death loss of consciousness or being bodily removed from the control so we'll talk about that in just a second but originally i was going to do the dead man's hand but it really doesn't have that big of a history so but the it's basically a poker hand currently it's described as a two pair poker hand of black aces and black eights so an ace of clubs and an ace of spades with an eight of clubs and an eight of spades the pair of aces and eights along with an unknown hole card were reportedly held by the Old West folk hero, lawman, and gunfighter Wild Bill Hickok, uh when he was murdered while playing a game. But no contemporaneous sources, uh, however, rec record the exact cards he held when he was killed. So, uh. But there was, uh, it appears to have some currency in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, but no one connect connected, to, connected it to Hickok until the early 1920s. The earliest date of reference was 1886, described as a full house containing three jacks and a pair of tens. Jacks and sevens are called the Dead Man's Hand in the 1903 Encyclopedia of Superstitions, Folklore, and Occult Sciences. The 1907 edition of Poyle's Games refers to it, the hand as jacks and eights. But, yeah. Uh, but it was considered currently considered the Dead Man's Hand card combination is, uh, that was apparently from a five-card stud or five-card draw hand, held by James Butler Hickok, known as Wild Bill Hickok, when he was shot in the back of the head by Jack McCall on Wednesday, August 7th, or August 2nd, 1876, in Nuttall and Man's Saloon in Deadwood, Dakota Territory. His final hand purportedly included the aces and eights of both black suits. According to a book by Western historian uh, Carl W. Brahan, the cards were retrieved from the floor by the man named Neil Christie, who then passed them on to his son. The son, in turn, told Mr. Brahan of the composition of the hand. Um, the ace of diamonds with a heel mark on it, the ace of clubs, two black eights, clubs and spades, and the queen of hearts with a small drop of Hickok's blood on it. Though nothing of the sort was reported of the time immediately following the shooting, so eh. A Hickok biographer Joseph Rosa wrote, wrote about the makeup of the hand, saying it was an ace of spades, an ace of clubs, two black eights, and a queen of clubs as the kicker. But again, no contemporary sources have been found. Um, so most people just say it's two pairs, black eights, black aces and eights. Um, since the 1926 publication of Will Steck's book, 50 years after his death. But anyway, the... Um, so that's the Dead Man's Hand. That's uh, Talking about that for a couple minutes is all I need to do. The Dead Man's Switch is what's going to be taking up the bulk of this episode. So anyway, it's a, it's a switch designed to be activated or deactivated if the human operator becomes incapacitated, as I said before. Originally applied to switches on a vehicle or a machine, but has since come to be used to, be, to describe other intangible uses, such as computer software. They're usually in the form of a failsafe where they stop a machine with no operator from potentially dangerous action or incapacitate as a, a device as a result of action, accident, malfun eh, malfunction, or misuse. Today is not my day. 
They are common in such applications such as locomotives, aircraft refueling, freight, freight elevators, lawn mowers, tractors, personal watercraft, outboard motors, chainsaws, snowblowers, tread machines, snowmobiles, amusement rides, and many medical imaging devices. On some machines, these switches merely bring the machines back to a safe state, such as reducing the throttle or applying a uh, brakes while leaving the machine still running and ready to resume normal operation once the control is reestablished. Dead man switches are not always used to stop machines and prevent harm. Some of them can be used as fail deadly. Since a spring-operated switch can be used to complete a circuit, not only to break it. This allows the dead man switch to be used to activate a harmful device, such as an, uh, you know, I, I think you all know what exactly I'm going to say. And to a, be, because I already talked about a certain uh, character that um, last episode a lot, which I'm not endorsing his actions, by the way. But since this is actually being brought up again, and I don't actually want to be on a watch list, I'm just going to say a confetti cannon. It's going. It could be used to activate a harmful device such as a confetti cannon. How do they know if they're dead or not? Dead or not? I will get to that in a sec. Um, the switch that arms the device is only kept in its off position by continued pressure from the user's hand, at least in this specific one. The device will activate when the switch is released, so if the user is knocked out or killed while holding the switch, the confetti cannon will shoot. Um, the Special Weapons Emergency Separation System is an application of the concept in the field of nuclear weapons. A more an extreme version is Russia's Dead Hand program, which allows for the new automatic launch of nuclear missiles should a number of conditions be met, even if all Russian leadership were to be killed. Um, the A similar concept is handwritten letters of last resort from the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom to the commanding officers of the four British ballistic missile submarines. They contain orders on what to what action to take if Brit the British government is destroyed in a nuclear attack. After a prime minister leaves office, the letters are destroyed unopened. This concept has been employed with computer data, where sensitive information has been previously encrypted and released to the public, and the switch is the release of the decryption key, such as with Fault 7. So, interest in the dead man's controls increased with the introduction of electric trams, especially electrified rapid transit trains. The First widespread use was the mass-produced Bernie one-man safety tram car, which was a dead man equipment, or though dead man equipment was fairly rare on U.S. streetcars until the successful PCC streetcar, which had a left foot-operated dead man's pedal in conjunction with a right foot-operated brake and power pedals. This layout has continued to be used on some modern trains around the world. In conventional steam railroad trains, there's always a second person with the engineer, the fireman, who could almost always bring the train to a stop if necessary. For many decades, two people were assigned to electric and diesel locomotives as well, even though a single person could theoretically operate them. With modern urban and sub suburban railway systems, the driver is alone, typically, in an enclosed cab. Automatic devices were already beginning to be deployed on newer installations of the New York subway. Uh, in the early 20th century. The Melbourne street wreck on Brooklyn Rapid Transit System in 1918, though not caused by driver incapacitation, did spur the need for universal deployment of such devices to halt the trains in the event of the operator's disability. In, according to Manhattan Borough Historian, or to a Manhattan Borough Historian, there have been at least three instances where it was used successfully, 1927, 1940, and 2010. The status and operation may be recorded on a train's event quarter, known as the, the black box. Um, 
yes, that if you want to see what I was talking about, uh, you can join the live chat. I do these live on podbean.com. Not only do you get to join the live show, potentially call in if you want to, but also you get to see the episode a day earlier because I release the episode the day after I record them. Stop saying that in the chat. I beg you. Um, anyway, so let's talk about the types of dead man switches that there are. Handle. Many dead man switches are mounted in the control handle of a vehicle and engage if the operator ever loses their grip. That's, uh, yeah, that, that one's a very, very simple one. Vehicles. Handle switches are still used on modern trams and trams. Tra- trams and trains. Oh my god. Uh, pneumatically or electrically linked dead man's controls involve relatively simple modifications to the controller handle of the device that regulates the traction power. If the pressure isn't maintained on the controller, the train's emergency brakes are applied. Uh, typically, it's a horizontal bar rotated to apply the pr- required power for the train. Att- attached to the bottom of the handle is a rod that, when pushed down, contacts a solenoid or a switch inside the control housing. The handle springs up if pressure is removed, releasing the rod's contact with the internal switch, instantly cutting the power and applying the brakes. Though there are many ways, uh, though there are ways that these this dead man's control could conceivably fail, they are highly reliable in practice. On earlier equipment, pressure wasn't maintained on the entire controller, but a large button protruding from the handle. This button also had to be pressed continuously, typically with the palm of the hand, so the button was flush with the top of the handle. Another method was used particularly particularly with some lever-type controllers, which are rotated rather than pushed or pulled, which required that the handle be turned through 90 degrees and held in that position while the train's in operation. Some of them only work in the mid-position, not with full pressure. See the pilot valve. Uh, In modern subway trains in the New York City, uh, it's incorporated into the train's speed control. The train operator must continually hold the lever in place for the train to move. An example of a passenger vehicle using one uh, is on Tesla electric vehicles. When the driver is engaged a semi-autonomous driving system autopilot, they have to keep their hands on the steering wheel. If they take their hands off the steering wheel for more than 30 seconds, a loud alarm will sound inside the car to wake sleeping drivers. And if the driver leaves their hand off for more than a minute, it will engage its hazard warning lights and bring the car to a stop. This is done because the autopilot system is not capable of full self-driving. It requires the driver be able to take over operation of the vehicle without warning. Should the car encounter a problem, it doesn't know how to solve. It uses a torque sensor on the steering wheel of the vehicle. When they're simply holding the wheel, they are applying a small amount of torque to the wheel, confirming to the car that the driver is being attentive. If they turn the wheel with more force, the all-vehicle controls are handed back to the driver immediately. Um, what's good? Cor- oh, wow. Yeah, Tesla. Tesla, you know it. Um, I've got my own thoughts on Tesla and, uh, especially elongated muskrat, but we're not getting into that this episode. Um, lots of machinery also uses it. Handle mounted dead man switches are used on many handheld tools and lawn equipment, typically those that rotate or have blades, such as drills, saws, and lawn mowers. On saws, for example, they have a squeeze throttle trigger into the handle. If the user ever loses grip of the saw, the springs in the throttle trigger will push it back to the off or idle setting, stopping the blade from spinning. Some tools go further and have a trigger guard built to the handle similar to firearm safeties. Only when the user presses in, the trigger guard first won't release its lock on the trigger and allow the trigger to be pressed in. Typically, they can only be pressed in while the user has a firm grip on the handle. 
Every walk behind lawnmower sold in the U.S. since 1982 has one called an operator presence control, which by law must stop the blades within three seconds after the user releases the controls. Attached across the handle is a mechanical lever connected, connected by a flexible cable to kill the switch on the engine. While mowing, they have to, the operator must always squeeze, squeeze the lever against the handle. If they ever lose grip, it will disengage or the engine will stop, stopping the blades from spinning and, if equipped, any drive wheels from turning. On mowers with the, where the engine stops, this also acts as an engine's main kill switch. When you want to stop the engine, you can just release it intentionally. On some vehicles... Uh, there's also a touch center, including sensor, including the diesel electric railway in Canada, uh, and on the Nottington Nottingham Express Transit vehicles. The tram speed controller has to be or is fitted with a capacitive touch sensor to detect the driver's hand. If it's removed for more than a short period of time, the track's brakes are activated. Gloves, if worn, have to be fingerless for the touch sensors to op to operate. A backup dead man switch button is provided on the side of the controller for use in case of a failed touch sensor or if it's too cold to remove gloves. Whew, we are we are chugging through these. Watermelons? Okay, sure. A pedal can be used instead of a handle. Uh, while some of them have to be simply held down, found on usually amusement park rides where the operator is usually to remain in a standing posi position, um, this has some shortcomings, such as the waterfall train disaster in Sydney, Australia in 2003. The driver slumped on a seat, keeping the pedal depressed when he suddenly died of a heart attack. There's some solution used in modern pedal systems. Some of them have a vigilance function uh, built in, where the drivers must release and repress the pedal in response to an audible signal. It prevents it from being defeated by the above circumstances and is a standard feature on most British DSD systems. Um... Some types of locomotive are fitted with a three-position pedal, which has to be keep, kept in the mid-position. It lessens the likelihood of accidentally defeating it, though it still may be possible to, to deliberately do so. Adding a vigilance function to this type of pedal results in a very safe system, but isolation devices are still provided in case of equipment failure, so deliberate override is still possible. This isolation device usually has a tamper-evident seal fit, fitted for that reason. There's also seat ones where if you're not in the seat, it'll activate, such as in modern tractors. And riding lawn mowers, it's often more extreme, where it will cut the engine even if the mower's parked and the blades aren't spinning. Seat switches can also be used to stop, uh, keep small children from starting the vehicle, since they wouldn't weigh enough to completely hold it down. Recreational vehicles, such as boats, personal watercraft, and snowmobiles, and the control panel of many amusement park rides, have a key switch. You have a cord or lanyard attached to your wrist or life jacket. That is then, in turn, attached to a key mounted on the dead man switch. Should the rider fall off the vehicle, the cord will be pulled out of the engine, uh, which then turns it off, or sets it to idle. On powered boats, this is often called a kill cord. Um... If the helmsman goes overboard or is forced away from the controls, this is the engine cuts out. Um, it's a common and dangerous practice to defeat the kill cord by fixing it to par the boat instead of the operator. For convenience. This has been the cause of accidents, some of which were fatal or caused limb loss. Some luggage carts and exercise treadmills have this feature. If you have the, you know, the magnetic thing on treadmills that you have to, like the lanyard that you have to wear that you have to attach, that's a dead man switch as well. Um, in information security, the kill cords are also used in computers to turn the machine off if the user is separated from it. Um, I love safe systems. Yeah, safe systems are pretty slick.
you know? Strategic Air Command developed a dead man switch for its nuclear bombers, known as Special Weapons Emergency Separation System, or SWES, which ensures that the nuclear payload detonated in the event of the crew becoming incapacitated through enemy action. The purpose of this was fail deadly rather than fail safe. Once armed, it would detonate if the aircraft dropped below a predetermined level due to typically being shot down. Well, that's kind of scary. There's also vigilance controls, which I talked about. They have to be held permanently. uh, They're trying to uh, stop the device from continuing to move if it's being held permanently in position, such as the heart attack guy we talked about before. Um, there's software versions of the dead man switches that are generally only used by people with technical expertise and can serve several purposes, such as sending notifications to friends or deleting and enc- encrypting data. The non-event triggering these can be almost anything, such as failing to log in for seven consecutive days, not responding to an automated email, ping, a GPS-enabled telephone not moving for a certain period of time, or merely failing to type a code within a few minutes of computer's boot. An example of a software-based dead man's switch is one that starts when the computer boots up and can encrypt or delete user-specified data if an authorized user should ever gain access to the protected computer. Google's inactive account manager allows the new account holder to nominate someone else to access their services if not used by an extended period. The default is three months. Newer solutions available to the public utilize the growing market of mobile devices, and instead of sending an automated email, they send a push notification directly to your mobile device and can alert family and friends in a much more convenient way. Spacecraft also have a form of dead man switch. Um, a timer is established that normally reset by the receipt of any valid command, including one whose fo- sole function is to reset the timer. If the timer expires, the uh, spacecraft enters a command loss algorithm and cycles through a predefined sequence of hardware sophomore modes, such as uh, the selection of a backup command receiver, until a valid command is received. It can also enter a safe mode to protect itself while awaiting further commands. While having some similarities to a dead man switch, this type of device, a command loss timer, is not actually a dead man switch because it aims to recover from hardware failure rather than the absence of human operators. It's generally called a watchdog timer, and also also used, again, in nuclear power control systems. The system components on a spacecraft that put into safe mode or cause it to execute default behaviors when no command is received within a predetermined time window can be considered a dead man switch, but the hardware or software that attempts to receive a command is an auto-recovering or adaptive communication system, not a dead man switch. Voyager 2 recovered from a command receiver failure within a command loss, with a command loss timer, so that's kind of cool. Um, huh, I knew it. Yeah, Google Authenticator. Oh, that's a thing. In trains, a basic level of protection is, again, the dead man's handle or pedal. I've already talked about some of this stuff. They have the vigilance system. Uh, aircrafts also have vigilance control to minimize hypoxia, descending to a lower altitude if the pilot is unresponsive, which is a pretty good thing, I think. In 2019, the Garmin G3000 became the first general aviation avionics suite capable of automatically diverting an aircraft to the nearest airport and landing it in in the event that a pilot fails to interact with the aircraft's controls or respond to system prompts. This automation capability has been made possible by advancements in computing, control, and navigation technologies, and is of particular importance in general aviation, since private aircraft are often flown by only a single pilot. Um, It's also, finally, 
Uh, Dead Man's Witch is also sometimes used to form defensive blackmail or insurance file, which in the release of damaging material is threatened if anything happens to a person. There's many alternative names for the Dead Man's Switch, including the replacement of switch with control, or names denoting each specific type of switch, like button, trigger, throttle, pedal, handle, grip, or brake. Replacement of Dead Man's or Dead Man with a enabling or live man, which is commonly used in the robotics industry. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Um, driver's safety device, or DSD, is the official term for UK switches on railway trains. The OPC, or Operator Presence Control. The Vigilance Control, Alerter System, which is in higher order systems where the switch activates a sudden alarm rather than deactivating to the, disable it. And finally, the Kill Cord on boats, treadmills, or computers, or other things. Anyway, that's a lot of the uh, the Dead Man Switch. Uh, let's get, let's, I wonder if there's any Dead Man Switch jokes. Let's find out. Dead Man's Switch jokes hilarious dead man switch puns from punstoppable.com this will work uh that's a math there's one joke and it is insanely massive it just says i dare you to read it i dare you to read this and it has just a ton of jokes in one Okay, yeah, this is not good. I don't know if there's many Dead Man Switch jokes. Alright, so, how about this? We'll make one up, and it will be... Man. Yeah, if I'm away for a while... Actually, no, I, my parents listen. Yeah, whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the You see, if I'm away for a while, uh, suddenly... People don't know if I'm a top or a bottom. They call me a dead man's switch. It's kind of funny, right? <laughs> right, guys? 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 Am I funny? Okay, anyway. So, uh, anyway. Uh, we're going to go on to the song that's been in my mind all episode. I found out that apparently my uh, headphones are not working so i don't really know what's going on there but anyway the song song that's been on my mind all episode is honestly i i mean myself by will wood i keep singing it uh who can say why anyway i hope you all have a wonderful day uh join my discord give me money uh listen to me on podbean i hope you all have a wonderful day and i will catch you all next time good